Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is very exciting, but I'm feeling very distracted today. I'm just having one of those days when my brain feels like nothing is enough. And so we're going to do a tarot card reading together because I just, I really want to be able to do it properly and I really don't know how right. One minute, I'm just going to move you back and then we will discuss the cards that I get. Okay, so the first step on how to do this, I'm going to teach you. You have your cards and I actually don't know if you meant to shuffle them. Maybe you're not meant to shuffle them. So apparently what you're meant to do is like you put them in your hand like that and you have like one hand on top and you go like and you just keep like you shuffle them really thinking very strongly about what you want to happen. So I'm going to think about like all of the dreams that I have about like the podcast getting really big, TikTok hitting 100,000, Instagram hitting 10,000. The podcast just becoming its own entity. Like, I want You've Got Mail to become a brand. Like, I really, really want this to happen. I think that'll be so much fun. I want to organise events. Like, I want to be able to do more with it. But I just don't know how. And so, this is what we're going to look for whilst we're in the cards. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to... So, I did record that and exactly explain how to do it. And then I realised it's the most disgusting recording you've ever heard. Because all you can really hear is me shuffling cards right in your ear. And so, what you need to do is you get the cards in your hand. And you just shuffle them. And you wait for the cards to fly out. And so, I was thinking about what I want to happen. And three cards fell out. I got the Upside Down Justice card. I got the Knight of Wands and the Knight of Cups. And guess what these cards mean? Okay, I find this so interesting. Let's have a look. I use this Biddy Tarot website all the time. I don't know if it's better or worse than anything else, but I just like the pictures on it and I feel like that's what that means. Okay, this is what it means. Upright, which it is, it means creativity, romance, charm, imagination, beauty. That's that's good. Uh, okay, I don't like the explanation of what the card itself actually means. It means... You thrive on all things beautiful and inspired by the many creative outlets available to you. While the Page of Cups was inspired by an imaginative idea, the Knight of Cups is motivated by action. You have dreamed about what it is you want to create and are now moving forward with this dream to make it a reality. It may be an art project or something you feel called to do based on your emotions, imagination and intuition. Be open to exploring your passion and your big ideas. You may find yourself drawn to a particular passion or hobby and now's the time to turn it into something. While you're in no hurry to reach the finish line, keep in mind that true imagination feeds on action. If you do nothing with your dreams, they will remain just that. Dreams are not reality. Because I've been really thinking about doing this big decision thing, but I'm a bit scared of doing it. And I think maybe now's the time to do it. All nights are on a mission and this night's is humanitarian. All nights are on a mission and this night's is humanitarianism, romance, altruism, compassion, beauty. You have a vision of harmony and are ready to bring it into reality. You are led by your heart and want to see peace for everyone involved. This is, this is good. This is very accurate. This is, I feel like I'm going to do something quite big and I've been a bit scared about doing it, but I think the fact it makes me scared means it's a good sign. Like, that tarot card reading even says that. Like, it's like, you need to follow your dreams because I think I'm scared of making action because I'm scared of agreeing to things because I'm scared. I'm just scared. And you need to really not be scared. Okay. Let's look at the next one. Knight of Wands, upright. Okay. You are bold and courageous and willing... Wait. While the Page of Wands is meant to mark the initial spark of a new idea, the Knight of Wands shows the actual pursuit of that idea. When this card appears in a tarot reading, you are charged up with energy, passion, motivation and enthusiasm and you channel that energy through your inspired action. You have a clear vision about what you want to create and fueled by your passion and inspiration, you are now moving towards moving forward with the leaps and bounds to turn your vision into reality. This card is your sign to go for it. This is weird. 
I'm really glad that we're all doing this together because this is weird. You are bold and courageous and willing to venture into unknown territories to further your mission and your dreams. You don't really care if danger lies ahead. In fact, if it does, then it becomes all the more exciting and thrilling for you. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but... Adventures like this light you up because you know growth and expansion are waiting on the other side. Be a pioneer and take calculated risks to new, reach new heights. In this light, the Knight of Wands gives you the feeling you can take on the world. You are so committed to your vision and purpose that you will stop at nothing to bring it into life. As you pursue your goals, your confidence skyrockets and you realise that your potential is limitless, you can do anything. Oh God, I have a tendency to rush into things without little consideration for the consequences. True. You may not have a clear plan of attack hurting your chances of long-term success. True. When you have a new idea, rather than acting on it straight away, take a moment to check in and see if it truly aligns with what you want. You may realise that you are better served by waiting for the opportune time to pursue this idea, especially if the other cards, such as the Hangman or Four of Swords, come up into your reading. Or you may realise that the time is now and you can charge ahead with high energy and vibrancy. Well, maybe. Well, I don't know. Okay, we're going to do the bad one now and I'm a bit nervous about this one. But I'm a bit... I'm just hoping it means something good. This is the Upside Down Justice card. I hope you're finding this as interesting as I'm finding this, because... Oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> this isn't looking good. It's fine. It's a little bit humbling, but we move. When justice is reversed, it can indicate your inner critic is in full effect. You may be evaluating your every move and coming down hard on yourself when you misstep. If this resonates, start from a place of forgiveness and self-acceptance. Show yourself a big of a bit of kindness and compassion, showing we all make mistakes. Thank your inner critic for bringing this private judgment to your conscious awareness and trust you can now clear it away. If you're making a big, important decision that will impact others, be aware if you are holding on to any prejudice or bias that could sway a decision unfairly. If you're engaged in a legal matter, which I'm not. Oh. Well, this makes me think it's the time to make big decisions because I do feel like... I feel like I've been a bit... We're jumping straight into it. I feel like I've been a bit, like, uncertain and I felt quite rocky and I felt very not in control of everything that I'm doing. But I'm starting to, like, get out of that. I'm feeling very settled at the moment. I'm having a really good routine. I'm working out, like, the things that I like to do. I'm working out a life outside of work. I'm creating more of a social life for myself because I kind of realised in the months leading up to Christmas, I didn't really have a social life. I didn't really, wasn't really doing anything. And I was just feeling, like, very overwhelmed all of the time. And I think that's fair enough. Like, when you start something new, a new job, new school, new anything, you are going to feel overwhelmed. But I think it's so important to make sure you're still doing good stuff. And I wasn't still doing good stuff. I wasn't doing any good stuff. And so I was just feeling really meh. Whereas now, going to the gym in the evenings, I'm going to work, I'm working in the office, I'm enjoying all my projects, I'm enjoying the gym. I'm like, I'm just enjoying life a lot more. And I am still really anxious a lot of the time, but that's okay. And I'm stopping beating myself up about that all of the time. And I'm starting to realise that... Like, I've been thinking a lot, like, why am I my own worst enemy? Why do I literally, why do I find it so easy to convince myself of bad things rather than convince myself of good things? And I know it's because your brain is like hardwired to focus on the negative. It's hardwired to focus on the things that aren't going right. But it's just so much easier to, for me to convince myself that someone doesn't like the me than for me to convince myself that someone does. And that makes no sense because technically they're both a 50-50 chance. Technically they both should be the same and yet they're not the same. And I don't know why I don't see them as the same, but I really need to start seeing them as the same because I'm giving so much power to these facts that have no more truth to them than the opposite. 
and they're just making me miserable. And I've been realising when I've been going to bed, I get like quite anxious, and, like my heart beats quite a lot and I don't know why, I don't know where it's coming from. But in the past couple of days, it hasn't been as much. And maybe that's because like my boyfriend was staying with me and then my mum was staying with me and so it's like nice to have these people around me. And I've been using the Calm app, but not as much. But I think it's also just creating that routine that makes you feel good and realising it's not the end of the world and just zooming out a little bit. I think sometimes I'm really bad at zooming out and I really think everything is the end of the world. I think absolutely everything is the end of the world. Like, one is such a minor thing, but all of my content on TikTok, because of the songs that I've used behind it, like, loads of it's been muted and it's just really annoying. Like, that's really, really annoying. And I know it's way more annoying for, like, the actual artists because this was how they promoted their music. But it's just, like, so much of it has now been muted. And I just, I get it. It's copyright reasons. Like, it's not that. I just, you know, when you're just a bit like, oh, that's really not ideal. Like, that's really not what I needed to happen right now. But it's fine. Let's do a life update for this week because I feel like I've really started quite in a weird place with the tarot card reading and then the life update. But it's fine. This is where my brain is going today. I feel quite... I feel quite like... I just have a lot of things to talk about. I feel very adhd today. I don't know if that's a correct verb, but that is how I feel. It's like... What have I been doing this week? So last weekend, the last time you heard from me, I think my boyfriend was just about to arrive and we had such a nice weekend together. On the Friday night, me and my house and him and my housemate's boyfriend, we went out for dinner, which was delicious. Although I've realised I don't like anchovy on pizza. I really think I did and I really actually don't. And so if you see me ordering this, please don't actually let me order it because I don't like this meal. I actually don't like it. It's disgusting. I think it's too salty. I don't enjoy the taste of it. Nothing about it I like. And so would not recommend. Next thing is on Saturday, we went for like this massive run, which was really nice. It's my favourite thing to do in London. What you do is you get the train to um, Monument or Temple, like one of those ones. I just go because those ones are on the district line. Get the um, train to there, then get off and you can run up across Tower Bridge, down the other side, past the Tate, down to Big Ben, like past the London Eye, up to Buckingham Palace and then back around all along the Thames. It is by far my favourite run. It is quite far. I think it was like 13 kilometres. But we just did it really slowly. And it was just really nice because we went early and I was like, it's one of the things when I leave London eventually that I will miss the most. Like, it's my favourite thing to do in London and I couldn't recommend it enough. And then we went to... We went for like a big walk and I was starving. And I had this pistachio croissant. No joke, it was potentially the nicest thing I have ever eaten in my entire life. And that's a changed woman. I saw someone as well, it was weird, post on their story, like a friend from home, like going to go and find pistachio pistachio croissants. And I didn't even know it was a thing. And it must be a London thing because they were in London when they were doing it. And I was like, I know why you're searching for that. Because it's probably the nicest thing I've eaten in ages. Anyway, then after that, we walked around and I got robbed by a pub. I got absolutely robbed, not in real life, but I paid for two pints and a lime and soda, two pints and a lime and soda of lager, okay? That was all, and you know how much it cost me? (sighs) £17.50. 
No, £16.50. Just let that sink in. I paid seven. I paid over an hour's work for two pints and a lime and soda. And the only reason I got the lime and soda was because I was thirsty after the run. And that cost me £4. And it's all my own doing because I didn't check how much it cost. Because in my head, lime and soda is cheap and it's basically free. I remember my boss once saying to me when I worked at the pub, they were like, if anyone ever charges you for a lime and soda, never, ever pay. Because it's only water from the tap. Like, it's just tap water with carbon dioxide through it. That is all it is. And I was like, I never knew this. And so when they charged me £4.50 for it, I wanted to cry. I actually wanted to cry, but it's fine. We move. It was one of those things where I was just like, I'm just going to have to pay it. Like, they've made the drink. That is the annoying thing about when you get the price after you've ordered something. And was a firm lesson to learn when in Soho to never just order and then pay. Order, ask, and then pay. See, that is a key life lesson for you right now. And then after that, we came home, we made a lovely dinner, and we watched the final of Traitors. Now scroll on if you haven't watched it if you've been living under a rock because I forgot on Friday night no I woke up a bit hungover on Saturday I totally forgot it had been the finale and yes I did spoil it for myself I totally spoiled it for myself I saw one little clip and it was like when Harry leaves a thing and I was like what I'm sorry what do you mean when Harry leaves the villa? Or not the villa, the castle? And so that was spoiled for me. And then because we were having some wine whilst watching it, I was very aware that I might spoil it for every single person. I say every single person, there's literally four of us. But still, I was very aware that this could happen. And so I had to stay very quiet. But guys, it was incredible. I've never felt like... You know that me? It was like, I haven't felt a rush like it. That is how I felt. I was screaming at the TV. And I didn't even... I don't get invested in these types of things. I actually just realised, I think I just hated Love Island. Like, I think that's just what I hate. I don't find Love Island interesting, but this, this was a whole new level. I can't believe Harry did that to Molly. Like, but then again, I was talking to everyone about it, and I was like, it is the game. Like, it is the game. I can't believe she changed her mind. But then if you've trusted someone for the entire thing, like, I was saying this with my boyfriend, I was like, imagine if I did that to you. But we were saying that we'd probably split it with each other if we did it but I think you'd have to if you're in a relationship and the other person stole it all from you no but then it's the game and that's what you've signed up for oh it's so mixed I think I would either be the best traitor ever or the worst traitor in the entire history of traitors like I go bright red when I lie and I laugh so they'd be like are you a traitor I'm like <laughs> no <laughs> it would be awful it would be terrible. Okay, I don't think I could be a traitor but I think I'd be such a good faithful but I also think I'd get killed very early on because I think I'd say something. Like, I think I'm too opinionated. I'd have to learn to be very, very quiet. Oh, imagine if I could create podcasts in there. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got Mail, where I believe blah, 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 blah is the traitor. That would be so interesting. It would be a unique viewing experience. But anyway, after we watched that, I woke up on Saturday. I didn't have a single lion. I haven't had a single lion for so long. But I think I'm growing out of the lions, and I don't know if that just means I'm getting older. Or if that just means I'm learning how to prioritise the weekends more. But I'm realising that when I wake up really late, like, that's really annoying. It's really not the one. It means that the entire day's gone and I'm really not a fan. So we woke up and then we went to the car boot sale and we went and got coffee. And we went around Shoreditch and it was lovely. I had a great time. And I think it's one of my favourite things to do and it's sunny. Because you can just do a straight walk and it was... Oh, 
It was just a very wholesome weekend. We got back, we watched a nice dinner, we watched a film. 10 out of 10. It was a lovely weekend. And now the weekend's here again and my mum's come to stay. And we're going to do lovely things tomorrow. I don't really know what. I have zero plans, but it's going to be lovely. That is what I've decided. But anyway, on to the content part of this week's podcast. So today we're talking about the importance of having a hobby outside of your school life. Because I'm seeing so many people around me and I'm seeing so many things on like TikTok and Instagram. And it's so many people like messaging about how stressed they are about school and... I just want you to realise that it's going to be okay. I want you to realise you don't have to have everything figured out. I want you to realise that you don't have to know it all. And I want you to realise the importance of having things outside of school because I never did this. I never realised how important it was. It sounds so stupid, but just to have hobbies. Because after I'd finished school and I'd done my schoolwork and I was also working, like I worked as a waitress. Once I'd had all of these things, like I didn't have much free time left and so I didn't pursue any hobbies outside of school. I just relaxed and there's nothing wrong with that because I think when you have a lot going on it can just be so much to try and fit every single thing in but now I'm looking back and I think the thing that got me through my master's was having You've Got Mail and was having a passion project because it made me realise that the world is bigger it made me realise that there's more things than just education it made me realise that there's more things than just a bad test result and yes having these like passion projects can be stressful and there are moments where you think I don't know how I'm going to be able to ever fit all of these things in one go but The thing is you learn to make time for other things that are important to you. And I think this is the thing which can be the issue between like a hobby and like a more of a passion project where you have to do it. Because I have to do the podcast, I had to make time for it. And so somehow I fitted it all in. I made things work and it was stressful and it was tricky at times, but I made it all work. Whereas I think with hobbies, I'm too flexible. I don't feel the need to do them. I don't feel like I have to do them. And I think it's so important that you hold yourself to doing those things that make you happy. You make yourself accountable for things outside of school because the thing is, when you're 16 and 17 and 18, like I don't mean this in a patronising way, but when you are that age, all you've ever known is school. So school feels like the be all and end all. And I'm not saying it's not important. I understand like it is and it's got me to where I am and I'm like so grateful for all of the effort and the time that I put into it. But the thing is... It's not as important as you think it is. It's not the be all and end all. It's not life and death. And maybe when I'm saying it's not as important as you think it is, maybe no one else thinks it as extreme as I thought it. But I literally, I remember having, just crying so much because like I wasn't getting the right grades and I was working so hard and I felt so burnt out and I didn't know how to do it all. And I just hear, like when I hear people like talking to me now about how stressed they are about school and assignments, and I just want to tell them just like breathe. Please just take a breath. Please just realise there is more to life than this, that this is just meant to be you learning. All school is meant to be is an experience for you to learn more about the world. And sometimes you're going to do really well and sometimes you're not going to do well and all of this is fine because it's going to go open up doors to allow you to do other things and I just wish I had realised that sooner. I wish I hadn't put quite so much pressure on myself because I think my brain is like very wired to put more pressure on myself than not a lot of pressure on myself like I think I hold myself to very high standards like basically if it's not perfect then it's not good enough and that can be really demoralizing because it gives you no space to grow it gives you no space for error it gives you no space to just be human and I think this is what all of this comes back to is that you are just human that is all you are you are trying as hard as you can you're learning as much as you can you've just got to get through the experience and so I feel like you just need to take a moment and have a slight reality check about it all and zoom out. Because the thing is, these things are dominating your life. 
which mean when they don't go right or wrong, they do feel like the be all and end all. Which is why when you have other things like a podcast or like sports or art or reading or literally anything, anything that opens your eyes to the world outside of your immediate surroundings, it's so important because it makes you realise there's other things you need to value. There's other things you need to prioritise. There's other things you need to spend your life doing because ultimately school will end. It will end. It will get you to a point and you'll start working and you'll realise that there is a life outside of that routine. And I think this has been the biggest shock starting a nine to five routine compared to work is like, it made me realise how much I was just constantly working. It made me realise how I never had time off. It made me realise how I was just always thinking about something and that was so overwhelming. That was so much stress and pressure that I was putting myself under and there are moments where you have to do that there are moments where you do really have to try but these moments don't need to be all the time and you don't need to be living in this constant state of anxiety thinking about when everything is going to come together or fall apart and is it all going to work out or is it not going to work out and just constantly going round and round your head because the thing is it will because it is going to come to an end it is not going to be forever and the sooner you realize that the sooner you realise that this is all fleeting. And I don't mean that in like a morbid, dramatic way. I don't mean it in a way that's meant to make you feel like nervous or scared or intimidated by anything. I just mean it in a way of like it is, there is a finishing line that we are all running to and like we're not going to be here forever. Like you're really not. And the sooner you realise that, and I think that's the thing about growing up is that you do start to realise that. You actually do start to zoom out and you realise that your time here is so short. It feels so long, but it's actually really short. And sometimes I get really overwhelmed by this whole thought process and thinking that I'm not going to be here for that long and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I could seriously waste all my time just worrying about the fact that I'm not going to be here rather than appreciating the time that I am here. Like, I really don't know why I convince myself about all of these things that aren't true. It's like, I wish I could have one of those brains that just focused on the fact and didn't ever think about every what-if scenario and didn't try and consider absolutely everything all at once because it is exhausting. It's so tiring to think of everything that's playing into each other and to think about all the different scenarios. And it's also not super healthy because you waste so much time living in these what-ifs. And I know it's a thing that a lot of us are worrying about, this what-if it like doesn't work out, what if school doesn't work out, what if the assessments don't work out, but you need to realise that you'll make a new plan. And I think that's something as well that kind of... Because things... Like, when I look back at my, like, educational thing, let me take you through it. I did my GCSEs, and I did quite well in them. And then I decided, because I did quite well in them... I was going to do four A-levels instead of three A-levels. And I was going to do physics, chemistry, biology and maths. It was a bold decision. I can tell you that for free. I honestly don't know what I was thinking. I think because I thought I got like an A and A star at GCSE level, I thought I'd be able to do it. It's a whole different world. It's a total different step up. I did one physics lesson and I suddenly realised that the grade boundaries were so low for a reason. Because when I first started out, it was like something ridiculous, like you needed 30% to get like a C. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like, this is fine. No, no, it was not fine. No, it was actually one of the worst things ever. And so I did that. And then I did my A-levels and I realised in the December, like I'd done them for three months and I realised that I actually really didn't like what I'd chosen. I didn't want to do maths. I didn't want to do physics anymore. And I actually really missed doing English because I did the best in that one. 
And so I decided to just start an English A-level term late. Stressful, very stressful. There was a lot of catch-up work, but it's so ironic because that's the one that I did best in. Like that was the one that I got an A in. I didn't get an A in any of the other ones. And I sometimes think like maybe that's the one I should have pursued, but I never knew what I wanted to do with it. And so I didn't really feel like it was a valid decision. But when I look at that and then I didn't get into the university that I wanted to get into because I didn't get the grade in chemistry. I got a C in chemistry and I needed to get something like, you used to get an A and I got a C and they were like, yeah, no, that's like fair, like valid. <laughs> I did not get the grade I needed to get. And I tried so hard and I was so devastated and I cried so much that day that now I look back and I'm like, I'd have hated that because I remember seeing people in that class because we had some overlapping modules and I was seeing what they were studying and I looked at it and I was like, that is borderline impossible. I would have been miserable. And it just, that was the first moment that I realised that everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Because I didn't get the grade, I didn't get onto that course. And the reason I didn't get onto that course is because I would have been miserable and I would have failed. And it made me realise that this control over education is pointless. Because you can only try as hard as you can. You can only do as much as you can. And I think this is what you need to realise. As long as you're trying as hard as you can and you're creating an identity for yourself outside of education, then you're going to be okay. Because the thing is, when you do do badly at something, which will happen, no one is perfect unless you're a genius, then maybe this doesn't apply to you. But there are going to be moments where you don't do great in something and you're going to have to pick yourself up. And it's at those moments when you're going to look to the things you have outside of education. You're going to look to the things that you have that boost you and you're going to really turn to them and you're going to rely on them to make you feel good again. So please, I'm not saying it's not important and I'm not saying don't try hard. But what I am saying is take the pressure off a little bit. You can only do what you can do. And the sooner you realise that, the sooner you stop holding yourself to this ridiculous amount of perfectionism, you'll be so much happier. But anyway, on to the question part for this week's podcast. So on to the question part for this week's podcast. And first one, let's go teenage heartbreak and how to just get through it when it's taking everything out of you oh teenage heartbreak is rough because it's your first experience of love and when your heart breaks for the first time like your whole idea of what love can be also breaks for the first time because it makes you realize it's not it's not it's not everything that you think it's going to be and it's also the first time anything you've loved has been likely taken away from you and it's hard but the thing is it will get better you do just have to get through it And it sounds so silly to say, and it sounds like the most obvious piece of advice, but you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. You have to keep doing... I think I saw myself as like a little project and I just really focused on doing things that would make me feel better. And I cried a lot and I watched a lot of films and I ate a lot of chocolate and eventually did get better. And I think this is the thing. Time will heal you. You will feel better again. You have just got to get through it. And so my biggest biggest piece of advice just be distract yourself like your life depends on it spend some time healing do journaling every day I'm not saying like fully distract yourself but like in all other waking moments distract yourself and realize that time is the thing here that's going to bear the most impact on how you feel and make sure you're doing the little things that make you feel good like treat yourself like a plant that's what I do when I'm feeling really sad I make sure I go outside and have some fresh air I make sure I eat and I drink water and make sure that I socialise and chat. I'm like a little Tamagotchi. And as soon as you start seeing your happiness and your health like that, it becomes so much easier because it's easier to prioritise. And that's been something that's like really helped me in those moments where I've been feeling 
quite down and quite not okay. How to be happy on yourself and be your own best friend. Find things that you find interesting. I love going to art galleries on my own. One of my favourite things. I love going for runs on my own. I also find watching TV on my own very boring. Reading, that's something I can only do alone. And so all of these things are like working out how your alone time works for you. Some people love watching TV and I just don't. Like, not a fan. Sorry, I'm just not a fan. I get very bored and I end up just scrolling. So I know for me that is a waste of time. Whereas instead, if I actually find things that I can do where I can only do them alone, that's so much more fun. Not that you can only do an art gallery alone, but I love just walking around and looking at everything in my own time. Like that, 10 out of 10 experience. And so I think you become more comfortable on your own when you learn how to spend that time on your own well. When you make yourself actually feel happy in those moments. And also realising that like, spending time on your own, no one is looking at what you're doing. No one cares about what you're doing. Nobody is thinking about the fact that you are alone. None of that is going on. It's all inside your head. And the sooner you realise that, the sooner you realise that no one is thinking about the fact you are alone. Like going for dinner on your own, very enjoyable experience. But just bring a book. Bring things that you can do at the same time and you'll feel so much happier. How to focus on yourself when all your friends have boyfriends. I think this is along the similar lines of like, do things that you can only really do alone. Like reading, like you've been wanting to go to this coffee shop for ages. Just go. Stop putting it off. Stop scrolling. Make plans for your weekend. Get up, get out of bed. Don't just lie there and rot. Because it'll feel good for the moment. And sometimes it is good. Like we all have those days where you need to do that. But also it's really nice to like get out and feel like you've done something with your day, even if that something is like when you're on your own. And I think when all your friends have boyfriends, it can be so annoying, especially when they just like ignore you. And then they'll break up and they'll come straight back and it'll just be a bit like, great, great. And this is why like joining clubs, I start going to like a yoga session every single week. And even though I don't like, even though you don't know anyone there, you start to know people and you start to all kind of like do this thing together. And so joining clubs, joining like a sports club thing that's a bit out of your comfort zone can be a really fun way to entertain yourself and think about other things because I think this time on your own is so fleeting. It's not going to be all the time. And so it's a really good, like nice opportunity to get to know yourself and to find hobbies that you enjoy, which will redefine you outside of the workplace, which I think is so important. Final question. Hmm... Oh, actually, this is a really quick one. Everyone always messages me about how I edit my Instagram pics. I just draw on my iPad. I have no clever way of doing it. I just have an Apple pen and an iPad and I just draw little doodles on them whilst I'm watching a film on a Sunday night. That is all I do. Final question. How to cope with the feelings of loss of closeness within your best friend group? Hmm. I think you've got to give relationships the flexibility to change. You've got to give relationships that ability to grow into something else. And you've got to realise that friendships you make at one age might not serve you at another age. That people are going to grow and people are going to change. But that doesn't mean you're never going to be close again. And it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. And it doesn't make you a bad person or them a bad person. It just makes you human. So I think this is the tricky thing when you become friends at such a young age is that you will change. And the way you see the world will change and the way you experience the world will change. And you might not get on anymore. And that can be a really hard pill to swallow because you love them so much. But it doesn't mean that you should give up on the friendship. It doesn't mean that you guys have to part ways. It just means you have to realise that you're able to stand on your own two feet. And I feel like that lack of closeness forces you to spend more time on your own. And if you can go into a situation realising that you're okay on your own and they bring stuff to the plate and that makes it brilliant and exciting, but you don't need them, like you are able to do this, but your life is just so much better with them, then that's a really lovely relationship to take because you... 
you can really focus on not always feeling like the what if they leave, what if this doesn't work out. I mean, it's so much easier said than done. And I do this all the time. But don't try not to overthink it. Try to realise that it's okay and they probably do still love you and the lack of closeness could be for any reason. But then also realise that friendships are allowed to change. They're allowed to ebb and flow. They don't have to always stay the same. Like, you are allowed to grow and the people around you are allowed to change. And losing someone just opens up a gap for another person. But anyway, on to the very quick new things I've done this week. Okay, a flyingly quick new things I've done this week. First one, yoga, 7 out of 10. I did enjoy it, but it was not long enough. Second new thing I've done this week, I did that 5, 15, 30 thing where you like, you walk at incline 15, speed 5, like however one you can do it. Totally underestimated it. My legs were on fire. I did not think it would do anything. Third thing, I left my headphones in the gym and I thought I was going to have a mild nervous breakdown, but they were there because someone, I think that people just thought they were part of the hairdryer and they looked absolutely identical and I was never been so grateful in my entire life. Fourth thing, finish tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Well, I'm about to finish it anyway. No one told me it took such a dark turn. No one mentioned that. I read the really sad part before, literally on my tube to work and I was just sat there and work like, nothing feels worth it anymore. I was being so dramatic. Fifth thing, I fell in the shower and my kneecap went under the bath and when I tell you I've not felt pain like it I thought I was going to throw up and final new thing I've done this week you know what I think that's it I went on a long run again and I said that I was going to start running again a long time for uh, running again a long time that makes no sense I was going to start doing long runs I have not done that one yet but maybe I'll do one on Sunday (laughs) she says I definitely won't but thank you for listening. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok at you for Melon School Pod. And I'll speak to you again next week. I love you. Bye.